Welcome into another edition of Down in Flames podcast. Today is Thursday and and we are in for a ride. Welcome in. The gang is almost all here. Jared decided to ditch us again. Gang's all here. Yeah, actually, the he's gang. been on every show that we've okay, actually done. Okay, yes. We've Jared, had Jared some is, nights for him a few times. Jared is watching a movie, so he could not be here, but producer Mike is going to step in. So we've got a four-man gang going here with a good podcast coming at you. Good lineup here. We've got some NBA. We've got a little NFL, a little bit of college basketball, and... Probably more college basketball than we think. And a little bit of college football. I honestly didn't even mean to say college basketball there. But my UConn Huskies actually just had a big win a couple of minutes ago against number 15 Syracuse. So I'm very, very excited about that. I try really hard to like your UConn Huskies for you and Amanda, but I still have Who's Amanda? hard feelings for... <laughs> what did we do? What did, what did UConn Huskies do to anybody? You took my team out of the Final Four. Or Elite Eight in 2000. You're welcome for that. I Man, mean, that was and a, we're still holding a grudge. I'm not holding a grudge. <laughs> I just, it's been four years. <laughs> yeah, it has, but I'm still sad. Like, Well, I'm sad that I found out that imaginary figures aren't real, but we all had to move on at some point. And well, don't tell Jared that because he's watching Fantastic Beast, and there's a lot of imaginary figures there. We could be doing that, but he didn't invite us, so yeah. we're going to talk some We could be doing instead. this podcast from the theater in the middle of the movie. Oh, popcorn sounds good. Just popcorn so you know, oh my gosh, popcorn your sounds good. angry face is still on our... You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I did, you I did in the pre-show. You the podcast that you are a part of. For those of you who are lucky to catch our pre-show on Facebook Live, I, I was kind of angry because they were ragging on me. But Kind of? Let's let's actually get into some some uh, sports talk here. Sports weekly recap where we actually never recap anything quickly, but we'll try. Um, maybe one of these weeks we'll actually set a timer for three minutes each, but <laughs> not this week. We, we don't we don't have Jared, start. so like the well, Jared. Yeah, Jared goes on those three minute rants at a time, so maybe we'll actually stick I got to three it. minutes. Three minutes. Three minute timer. I got it. Hold All right. On. Oh Reset. man, I wasn't even prepared for Reset. this. Reset. Three minutes. Stop. I don't know what rules we're gonna have because there's a couple of different topics in NBA. It's NBA. It's I, pro- be... I probably can't talk about NBA total for three minutes. So let alone we'll, each topic. Let's give it a try. Jimmy Butler to the 76ers. Earlier this week, Jimmy Butler gets traded. Finally, we've only been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. He gets traded to the 76ers for Robert Covington, Darius Saric, I believe the second round pick. And that is about it. Minnesota get enough. The Timberwolves? I have no idea. Yes, Minnesota would be the Timberwolves. Yeah, I have no idea what they were offered for Jimmy Butler. So I'm going to say say they got useful pieces. Useful pieces. Yeah. You two are going to carry this. I I feel like they got useful pieces. The 76ers, on the other hand, I feel like, you know, they they put in a, a big piece to the puzzle. Um, what I'm most interested in with this is Markel Fultz. I know this. Uh, I was reading an article earlier that uh, was uh, mentioning that Jimmy Butler is not going to be coddling Markel Fultz. Yeah, what what is the over under on uh, Jimmy Butler publicly calling Markel Fultz noodle arm? <laughs> if you uh, watch his free throws, that I don't know. Like I feel like he's soon. probably done it already. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you look at what just happened in Minnesota. Jimmy Butler was not afraid to call out when he thought his teammates were not good enough. And right now, Markel Fultz is not good enough for anyone. 
Well, he's not even good for your own mama. He's probably going to be good enough for like the Phoenix Suns or something. That's why, hey, I like this trade for the 76ers because they actually still have assets left. If they want to go actually Mm -hmm. make another trade later in the year, trade the first round pick they got earlier from Sacramento or Miami, or they had an extra first round pick and faults. If you package that and maybe go for another disgruntled star and, and pair him with these three guys, you can still do that. Because weren't we just talking about the Houston Rockets offering four first-round picks to the Timberwolves? Would would oh, yeah, what I happened there? So, yeah. Wouldn't I, you have taken that over Dario Saric and Robert Covington? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Makes little sense. Obviously, I think they wanted him in the East overall. Yeah, so, I mean so they get their wish, but uh, yeah, I don't know. and of course Houston's got their own junk going on right now too. Well, this, yeah, this leads me to the question of, is the Eastern Conference, now with the addition of Jimmy Butler, better than the West? So, I would need to ask some clarification here. Do you mean, does it have more good teams than good teams in the West? Yes. Or are you saying that any East team could beat the best no, in the we West? Know. Well, no, because we need there to take there's, two teams there's, there's in the West right one, now. There's one team in the West. Tier one in the, in the Golden State Warriors. Then everybody else. And then the East is kind of tier one's a little bit different. Well, I don't want to call them tier one because they're not with Golden State. But do the yeah? Does the East have more quality teams in the West now? Three minutes. Three minutes. I would. I would say. I would say that they are more balanced with the teams that they have. And I would still say that there are two teams in the West. I would say Golden State, obviously, and I'm not going to say the Lakers, but I am going to say LeBron. Okay, I like that. I'm glad you didn't say the Rockets. There's glad you didn't say the Rockets. Right. We're going to talk about them in a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, with, Actually, in one minute. With the Lakers, having LeBron there, I mean, they've got their own growing pains starting off in the season. Okay, cool. Brand new organization. Look out. Six um, out of seven, I believe. Yeah, but they're starting to look a little bit more consistent. LeBron is, I mean, there's no disputing. He makes guys around him better. That is... Does he make people around him better, or does he just make them look better? He makes them better. I, I would say yes. that uh, that those yes. that play with him, uh, their game Find steps themselves up. themselves a lot more wide open. Now, Granted, do he does make them look better, too. Right. Now, do you think that's because his teammates are like, I need to step up to play at the level of a LeBron, or does LeBron's... Create. He creates. Cre- like, does he just coach them in a way... To make them better, or like, okay, so A, does he coach them in a way to make them better, or B, does playing with LeBron make you step up and play your game better? I think, first of all, he holds an incredibly high standard, and he doesn't even have to say it now. Currently, other than Steph Curry, he's the best basketball player in the league. I wouldn't say other than Steph. I'd say he's the best in the league. (laughs) There's a few others that are up there with him, but... Yeah, but, like, when you think of basketball players that are at the elite level... I mean, like at the t- tier one top. I mean, you think Steph and LeBron, Harden. If I think top in the league now, I I just think LeBron. Yes. If, if you're Agreed. in the conversation against Michael Agreed. Jordan for greatest of all time, Agreed. you're going to be you're the best in the class. league. Yes. Easily. Right. In this right. moment. Well, I stopped the timer. Well, reset it. <laughs> reset new new three minutes. Okay, it started. Man, Carmelo Anthony's having a bad night. Not only did the news come out today. That he is now parting ways after 10 games with the Houston Rockets. 
although they don't have plans of putting him on waivers, but he will no longer be a Houston Rocket. But, as I alluded to earlier, his Syracuse Orange. I, I like this, to uh, this topic heading, melodrama. 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 <laughs> no pun intended. So why, had, uh, why is Melo leaving the Rockets? Did he just not mesh well? or This is so just you, a weird situation. You could say that. Because didn't he like leave that. New York? Correct me. He left New York. But signed by the Fa- not Falcons, the, the Hawks for like 24 hours. Thund- you forgot the Thunder. I didn't even know about the yeah, Thunder. Yeah, the Thunder was all of last year. Yeah. Yep. Then he was an OKC. Traded to the Hawks? I think it I think it was, was a trade. Was it a trade? I think it was a trade. A trade to the Hawks, who cares? Then signed with the Rockets. Now, no longer with the Rockets. Is there a fifth team in Carmelo's future? L.A. I I don't I don't think he'd go to L.A. I, that's just my guess. I I took the hunch that it'd be L.A. I don't. Yeah. If it's he's not L.A., a, is, it, is it nobody? He's me. he's got to be the it's you. guy. You you take him. I'm starting my yeah. own league. Okay. The the fat ball league. Is this that XFL? <laughs> uh, nope. The fat ball league. <laughs> Carmelo FBL. Anthony probably <laughs> the FBL will fit in pretty well. The FBL. <laughs> um, I I don't think he'd go the go to the Lakers. He's one of those players that. It would be tough for him to play with LeBron because he's got to be the guy on the team that does he's with. Does he, though? Yeah. Does he have to be the guy, or does he just... I see. The thing I've always thought about Melo is that he's not necessarily the guy that's in it for even winning. I feel like he's in it for money more than anything else. Yeah, I could see that. I, we've, we've had that debate time and time again. Money or winning and winning and money. It is a guy who did win a championship with... Uh, with Syracuse, it's not like he. Yeah, but you can't. It's not like he claim, doesn't like winning. Your claim to fame can't be I won a championship 15 years ago. Better and, than most guys. Well, his biggest claim to fame now is his play with the U.S. national team. That's probably one of the more notable medals. ways. Right, that but he's, like you can't like walk around swagging. Oh well, I won an NCAA hey, championship right. 15 years ago. He got the New York Knicks to the playoffs. Yeah, I know. That's that's pretty hard to do. And to be fair, that's I don't actually, think no, he like walks around I'm bringing serious, up the Syracuse. Right, I know, but cool. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if if you're saying that his claim to fame and what makes him so great now is that 15 years ago he won a championship. I mean, that's in the past. What has he done now to? He got the Knicks to, can, to the playoffs. Yeah, but he made it to the. How far into the playoffs did he make it? Second round. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can make it to the that's second round no, of the buffet. Doesn't mean that I'm going <laughs> to demolish it. You can't get the Knicks to the playoffs. <laughs> Had to bring food into it. That's what I do. <laughs> That's uh, three minutes, by the way. Three minutes. All right, let's move on to the next NBA topic. We spoke about, you mentioned uh, Steph Curry, who's actually going to be out for the next at least 10 days, probably going to be closer to two weeks with a, an injury. And in his absence, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green had a little bit of a scuffle at the end of a game where they ended up losing to the Los Angeles Clippers of all teams. Green then gets suspended by the team for one game, loses close to $120,000 because of that. Is this, let's start with this, is this the team showing priority to Duran over Draymond? No. So, I didn't. I don't know what happened. But wow, I'm I, shocked. I, I, I mean, I... That For those of you who don't know, producer Mike watches Snapchat. his Snapchat sports filter, and that's the only sports he gets other than this podcast. Right. I mean, I do watch like football on Sundays, 
so that when I when you okay. guys are texting that's back good. and forth on Sundays, I have an idea that's of what's good. going on. Saturdays too. And Saturdays too. Yeah, but Saturdays I'm usually doing other things. Band camp. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, what I do camp. on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> so the question that you're asking is, is, are, is Golden so, State showing favoritism to Durant? Over these two Green? had a fight right. at the so, end of the game. But what was the fight about and who started it? Uh, probably Draymond. Probably Draymond. A couple of B words thrown out there. Boy, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll go with that. Um, it was it was kind of hard to tell who started it. Uh, it was it was a war of war words at the end of the game, and the reason I asked that is because Durant obviously did not get suspended. He gets to play. The team suspends Draymond, who ends up losing close to one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Nobody like I don't care how rich you are, you don't like losing one hundred twenty thousand dollars, right? And now you have to, you know, you get publicly shamed by getting suspended by the team. I'm going to assume that one of two things happened. They either brought Durant and Draymond into a room together and they talked about what happened. And Draymond took responsibility for what happened. I doubt that. And that's, I'm just, yeah, no. one, I doubt just saying that. one of two things, one of two things. And he said, yeah, you know, I was the instigator. I'll take responsibility. And that's what happened. Or... There's no evidence, and they, someone had to take the take the fall for it. So Draymond, we know he's a hothead. We know that he gets in trouble. We know that he, you know, speaks and acts before he thinks, um, almost game by game, uh, pretty much. So uh, clearly, he and Durant were on different pages with uh, how they thought things should have. Did you see the played. video of? I think it was actually during that. There's video of Durant, and you can mainly interpret it or interpret his his words. You can you can see what he was mouthing. About he said, "This key. is why I'm out." I don't know if anybody saw that, but it, it was I actually didn't see that one. I yeah, saw it was getting spread around Twitter a lot the last few days, especially today. And there's video, and you can see him mouthing, "This is why I'm out." And everyone's like, "Oh, Kevin Durant's a free agent after this year." Is he is he now out after you know him and Draymond going back and forth? Or? Maybe he wasn't saying this is why I'm out. Maybe he was saying this is why I'm hot. Yeah, this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. Do we know what song what song that was playing in, in the pregame? Yeah, his we don't know. Ritual. Or maybe but, he, I mean, so uh, Draymond's a hothead. We get it. Uh, you know, Durant's gotten a little bit more mouthy here the last like two years, probably noticeably oh, so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I I mean. You're going to argue with people on your team. Like those of us who have played sports, we've always argued with someone who's on our team. And then like you, there's a resolution and you move on. Um, I, I think that's what's happening here. Draymond could have very easily. I mean, we know he's a loud mouth. He could have easily come out and been like, well, why isn't Durant suspended too? You know, which is why I'm saying, I think that there was a, a adult conclusion that was made and that's why there's been no other words about why isn't Durant being charged anything. So I think he maybe for once in his life took charge of the situation, said, you know, I started this. I'll take responsibility for it. But next time, it's on you. I think there was a team rule broken. He got his slap on the wrist with this suspension. And then there was a... Uh, Guys, can we move on? We have a season to play. Do you guys want another championship? Yeah. And ultimately, right. both of them do. So Kyle... We will bring you back into the discussion. Mike, reset that three-minute timer. It was only three from, minutes for Le'Veon Bell. From one Michigan State player, former player, to the next. 
Le'Veon Bell finally did not report again, and he is now going to be ineligible for the rest of the year. Deeming his year done, uh, we can finally move on from this drama. I can safely say he's probably not re-signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers after this, and he will now be on a new team next year. Will what, Kyle, what do you make of this situation with all this drama? Um, you, you saw after he was deemed ineligible for the rest of the year, the, the, the locker room, the players in the locker room kind of scavenged all his uh, his belongings and and uh, and such. So I'm just a little, happy little crazy. O- I'm just happy it's just over. Happy it's over? I mean, it's been something we talked about every week of the NFL season. When's Le'Veon coming back? Do the Steelers need him? Do they not need him? I'm I'm just happy it's over. Honestly, um, I found the whole thing with players raiding the locker kind of funny. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, first you had the trend thanked, of uh, fans, the Jordans. fans burning the jerseys. Yeah. Like, okay, fans are always going to do that. Uh, but yeah, that I don't know. That was just kind of <laughs> like weird. I'm I don't think he would care. Honestly, you haven't been there all year. Um, but I don't. I don't know. know I thought it was fan. weird. I mean, I get why some fans would be upset. At the same time, as a fan, like he didn't. I mean, he chose not to be there. But he, how many times has he given the team numerous opportunities to be able to give him a contract that's close to what he wanted, and nothing's happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it from completely on the whole thing, but at the same time, it's both on the Steelers organization and on Le'Veon. So it's and I, I think I see it as him acting. I don't know how people respond to this. I see this as him kind of acting respectfully towards the organization, knowing that James Conner is a great fit for the team, for the organization, yeah. and, and leaving it there. Yeah. Just saying, good for him. There's going to be something else that will suit my needs. Yeah. And how about that? that uh, years when you need to get your contract, hopefully I've done something to help you get the contract you deserve. How, yeah. about, how about the CBA rules? I, I don't know if anybody else has been following this, where you know the whole year we thought, hey, he has to be back by week 10. He's got to be back by week 10 if he wants to – you know, and cure the the season, right? If, if he wants to, you know, the season to count, he's got to be back by week 10. Come to find out this week, did not, he was not back by week 10. Somehow the, the year is still going to count, still going to be able to get paid for the year, or not paid contract-wise for the year, but the year is going to count for his contract moving forward. Does anybody else think that was weird? We don't know the rules. Nobody, I mean, nobody knew the rules. ESPN was reporting this. Fox Sports, NBC, all the major news outlets were reporting that he had to be back by week 10 to get the year to count. Then after week 10 happens, it still counts? To me, I I did read a little bit about this uh, a couple days ago. But to me, I think somebody just reported it and everyone reported off of that report. But which in I, this I don't day think anyone actually this went is, back to look. This is crazy. That I think that, that that blows my mind that with so much information available, with so many smart people, former executives and GMs working for all these news outlets, that nobody corrected the rule or nobody knew the rule basically on on, on what what would happen with the CBA here. Well, who knows if someone did come out talking about how it's wrong, but how is you know, this guy on Twitter with 500 followers is going to be louder than ESPN. Well, you have all these exec- former executives and all these people. Nope, nobody they, even they on don't ESPN. Care. Yeah. They don't care enough to, you know, put their I name in. I think there are in still enough people that have, you know, integrity in, in reporting the right stuff. No? Yeah, but at the same time, like they're. Maybe not. <laughs> no. 
they're not they're not getting caught up. I mean, the people that are reporting this aren't you know coming. No, from it's that not that small of a detail. Uh, maybe it's a small detail to stop. I don't. Th- I didn't think it was that small of a detail. I mean, we I mean, I think it. it completely reshaped the story yeah. of the meaning behind yeah. him coming back by week. Not 10. E- well, not even yeah. Le'Veon Bell knew because that he was saying that. Oh, I'll be back by week ten to make the the year count. You know, so even Le'Veon Bell didn't even know. His agent didn't know. The Steelers didn't know. Nobody knew publicly, at least. The lawyers knew. knew. The lawyers. You would think the NFLPA would have, yeah, come out. Yeah, been the ones, but they don't. don't They don't come out and like report on controversy. No. Three minutes up yet? Yeah, like five minutes ago. Okay, (laughs) it's been a minute and a half. All right. With uh, still on that. Now that it's over, does the odds? Do we still moving forward in the next CBA? Are we still going to see the franchise tag? Or is the franchise tag going to go away? Oh, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going to change. I the hope the franchise CBA. tag goes away because another Spartan, it also hurt for years with Kirk Cousins and Washington. I mean, Absolutely. he got money out of it. Don't get me wrong. It still worked out for him, but I don't think he wanted to be there. Like, I think he would have happily taken his contract someplace else sooner than that. Well, for Kirk Cousins and for Le'Veon, if you feel that you're valued, you know, regardless of our thoughts of what they're valued, if you feel that you're you should be valued in a certain way and the organization doesn't value you. Of course you don't want to be there. Yeah. So for them to like slap something on just to be like, yeah, but we still want to use you. Yep. Um, I, I see it at least being up for discussion, being one of those longer, uh, I guess, uh, talking points with the new CBA. I mean, contracts as a whole, um, the stipulations that go around forming them are going to be a huge topic. Yeah. With the new CBA, because you're seeing people like Kirk Cousins, this fully guaranteed bit, uh, how is that going to affect rookie contracts right. coming in? All right. Well, this topic might actually stay till three minutes. Peyton, you can you can take a nap. We're going to talk some baseball. Oh god! Real quick, two this'll major be, awards. This will be quick. Yeah, two. Yeah, this will, this will actually be quick. Two major awards were were recently just announced. One actually today. So we have four winners. The Cy Young Award winners came out. Blake Snell of the Snell. AL. Yep. Uh, youngest Cy Young winner since Clayton Kershaw in 2011. I believe he's 25 years old. Uh, he wins it for the Tampa Bay Rays. And in the NL, we get Jacob DeGrom. Thank you, voters, for doing the right thing here and letting Jacob DeGrom, who had a 1.7 ERA and wins it in the NL and is the, I believe, the lowest amount of wins to win Cy Young ever. I believe He only had 10 wins. Yeah, he didn't have it. Yeah, he only had 10 wins. So that's the Cy Young. And then in the MVP race in the NL, Christian Yelich. Uh, thank you, Derek Jeter, for trading away two <laughs> N- MVPs. <laughs> he traded away John Carlos Stanton, who won the MVP last year, and then traded away Christian Yelich this year, who goes to the Brewers and wins the MVP. And in the AL, uh, the the team that I hate the most wins another award. So Mookie, Mookie. Betts, Mookie Betts. Gets, yep. gets the MVP in the AL. Good job, Mookie. What, what about, uh, we talked about this a little bit, Rookie of the Year going to... Yeah, rookie of the year going to Shohei Otani in the AL and and uh, Acuna. Do you feel and, like that was just because of a lot of hype that came in the beginning <sighs> of the season? Why he still yeah. got it? I don't know that he deserved it. The guy played. Yeah, it, I've been battling the. Uh, how how nerdy do I sound? I've been battling the the AL rookie rookie of the year award you know for days, but I I just don't get it. It the guy. Yes, he came in, he pitched, and he hit. Right. Yeah. We haven't Which, seen this in a while. Maybe. A long time, right? But he <laughs> pitched long, He pitched but... 10 games, and he only played maybe like 80, 85 games yep. hitting. Yeah. 
I mean, if and if he were to his win, his numbers were nothing like they were okay. They were good. Yeah, they're nothing they were like good. extravagant, but they were they're good numbers. He, he, he had, I think two eighty five. He had uh, twenty plus home runs. Only had maybe about fifty fifty five RBIs or so in the year, if, I, if I'm remember, remembering correctly. But if you go in this on that basis, that he, you know, in that limited basis, uh, in that eighty something games or so, was the best player there. Then why didn't Gary Sanchez of the Yankees win Rookie of the Year two years ago when he had one of the best second half of the year? He didn't play the first no, half. Right. Yeah. He came up, had like thirty home runs in the second half of baseball, but he didn't play long enough so he can get Rookie of the Year then. I think it comes down to him getting it just because it was yeah. You've got a guy on the mound and on the plate, and you did well at both. You've got a guy. See, see you've got a guy for the Yankees and uh, Andujar. He had. Uh, almost thirty, almost thirty home runs, ninety something RBIs, batted two ninety seven. When 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 was fielding ever played into the factor of I, his his fielding is atrocious? But when is fielding ever played into rookie of the year? Never. Shohei didn't even play in the field. It was DH. So that's all I'll say. That's right. three minutes. <laughs> Welcome back, Peyton. <laughs> Wait, what? We're gonna Welcome talk back. NFL now. We're going to talk some NFL big boy stuff. Week 10 recap. 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 Week 10. Oh, this this topic is uh, this topic just gets me giddy. The, the time that I pick the Pats to win and I pick them and what do they do? They the lose. Patriots lose. lose. The Patriots lose to the Titans. I they watched this pretty game. Pretty bad. I don't have the final score in front of me. It's like but 48 it was, to 24. No, it wasn't yeah. 40. No. Well, no, no. Like it was like 34 to They only put up 10. Double digits. Right? No, they only put up 10, yeah. I'll pull it up. I I have my own research that's been there you go. Uh, pulled up for this particular game, but it's, um, I don't know. It 34 was, to 10, was that right? They're one of those. No, no it was higher than that. Yeah, it was, I thought it was. I thought it was a 34-20 something, like 34-21. Hold on. 34-10. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. Look at that. My memory served me. I good. thought it was, yeah, I thought they were a 20-something. So, looking at this game, they obviously have a bye week. Patriots after a bye, so next week you can go ahead and pick them again. However, they lose pretty bad. This is probably the worst I've seen a Patriots offense in a long time. Did we finally see regression from Brady, 41-year-old Brady? Oh, that I, guy agrees over there. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else can hear on a microphone what's going on, yeah. but... What just happened? <laughs> as as much as I loathe the man's existence, I don't really think we saw. Yeah, a I huge, just think he hit. I, just, I mean, look at his completions. You know, twenty one out of forty one, and not great for his standards. But threw for two fifty one, no touchdowns, no interceptions. It wasn't a great game by him. Uh, but I don't, I don't see it was necessarily a regression. I mean, probably we'll see this next week. He comes out and has a great week. And then then all of the analysts who sit there and say, oh, no, I think he's winding down. Those same people are going to come out and be like, see, he's better than ever. He's the GOAT. So I don't, I don't you know, as much as I don't like him, it's one game. Right. Um, no, it's not. I will actually say it's not one game, though. Look at their three losses this year. They're seven and three. Look at their three losses. They've all been pretty much blowouts. And they've all been on the road. And you dig into the numbers a little bit deeper. Tom Brady has one touchdown in his last three games. One touchdown in his last three games. Okay. Like he and personally? Or he has personally has one touchdown in his last three games. Like he scored the touchdown. He threw one touchdown in the last three games. <laughs> but he's won 
the last two out of three. I believe so. So how does that make sense? Well, does it just means that he didn't. They scored by not him throwing a touchdown. So he either a had so, to hand it off. Or Which B. is not his ability. Anybody can hand the ball off. I'm, I'm saying right. as, right. Far as, ability, to... as far as ability for Tom Brady, I think we're uh, – he's not done, okay? I'm not making the argument that he's done. But I will make the argument that Tom Brady is not the same Tom, 35-year-old Tom Brady. It's not even 39-year-old no. Tom Brady. I think that's an argument you can make, though. He hasn't been. Yeah, because I mean, even when you watch a, him, it, he has not been nearly as accurate declined. over the last years. He has been be. – if you look at the numbers, he has been the worst quarterback against the blitz this year his numbers are the worst against the mm-hmm. blitz he's never been against the blitz any That's, i know and, yeah. but it's he's never been the worst and now he actually True. is the worst this year against the blitz if you pressure him like the titans did he's not gonna throw touchdowns i mean he's still got i know gronk's out but he's still got some weapons out there i don't know i'm just saying it's not i, I know it's it's crazy for me to say he's not the same but it's not 35 year old brady anymore 41-year-old Brady is is not – can I say this? He's not top five at the position this yeah, year. Yeah, but I think we're, the yeah. thing that we're forgetting is that he played in the Super Bowl last year. So not much can change in a matter of months unless oh, – look, look, he's not me, okay, where I just sit on the couch and eat potato chips, okay? This yes, guy, right. he's eating his avocado ice cream on his – Exactly. Like the guy couch. works out. The guy's in good shape. I don't think because he's having an off year – that he's, yeah, but off he's year at forty one years old, okay. Well, typically means regression. Yeah, I mean not really. No, anybody. No, <laughs> off year at forty one years old in the NFL. Look, doesn't John Smoltz. Mean John Smoltz, one of the greatest pitchers in baseball. That's not hit. a contact sport. Hold on, hold on. John Smoltz, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, for like two or three years, had the hardest time throwing strikes. So he had to go seek therapy for it. Yeah, but he wasn't 41 he years old. He had to seek old. therapy? Yeah, he went to Are a sports serious? psychologist okay. for it. And then, so this could just be a psychological thing that's preventing him from being at his top. Now, I'm not an advocate of Tom Brady, but I'm, you know, I don't think that his age or anything like that will play a, a major effect into what's going on. I think he's just having a really weird year. I think the question of it, is the old Tom Brady gone for good is a legitimate question to ask. I, Tom, let me, let me formulate this. I see the bigger drop off in these losses. Um, he's in one of those stages where they have like a piecemealed offense. Like you got Edelman there. Who's been uh solid for him for a while. You got James white. Um, but hey, don't forget uh, Josh Gordon there. Yeah. Josh Gordon's Thank new you. Cordero Patterson's in a different role. It's, it's, different uh for him you know sony michelle had looked good uh you know he's he's looked productive on the field but it's one of those stages where they're a different offense now granted uh the big piece for me that i'm seeing within their um that i'm seeing within their uh their games their rushing attack is nothing the game against the titans they had 40 yards rushing you look at Brady's passing, uh, and uh, he had what two fifty four yards. That's you know that's a pretty good day passing. Nothing in the end zone, but as mm-hmm. far as yardage, that's a pretty good day passing. Forty yards rushing, gross. Uh, there are other two losses. Uh, <laughs> you've got eighty two yards rushing against the Jags, uh, and then eighty nine yards rushing against the Lions. Those aren't 
wonderful numbers to be supporting your passing game. Now, you also know that teams are going to be coming in playing Brady differently. They, You know what to expect in some ways. Uh, and if you know that you can contain the run, uh, that limits what you're going to have to do against Brady. So for them, their rushing attack is not splendid this year. And I think that is what's hurting Brady. All right, before, before we move on, looking at the AFC, right? So the, obviously, like you said, they did make the, the Super Bowl last year. Looking at this AFC, looking a little bit better this year. You got a couple other teams. Where do you place them? Real, real quick, where do you place the Patriots in the pecking order in the AFC? Fourth? Third? See, that's where you get me all because I don't even know what that means. All right, Chiefs, Chiefs number one. Can Chiefs we all number, agree on that? Chiefs, Chiefs, number, Chiefs, one. Chiefs number, number one. All right. Chargers? Chargers number two, anybody? Chargers number two. Sure. Yeah, Chargers number two. Chargers number two. You could I, I, you can I make think a you legitimate, could say the, Steel, the way the yep. Steelers have been playing. You Steelers can make an three. argument the Steelers number three and the Pats are number four. There you go. See? The, At, it, right? It's pretty realistic to put the Pats number four. No? Uh, maybe five. Maybe five? Will you, it depends on what Houston does. Houston? Oh yeah, they're six and three right now. Yeah, uh, so like Houston and Pittsburgh could have a huge effect on what happens with New England. Obviously, New England's got to close out. We also know that late in the season they tend to perform. You know that's just Ben Belichick. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I don't know. New England's one of those teams that obviously we know at this point you can't count out either, but. I, I would say four or five. All right. Well, one of the not one of the uh, top five teams in the e, in the in the AFC or in the AFC East. You know, they're not even a top five team in the AFC East, and there's only four teams. Uh, or there are five teams, so they're not a top five team. Anyway, we're gonna move on from this topic, but the <laughs> Jets are a mess. Okay, yeah. they should fire their coach. They're in a bye week, but they're not going to. They should. Uh, Jared was here. We'd probably talk about it a little bit more, but I just don't want to get angry right now. So we're just going to not talk about the Jets. So we all just agree: Jets do, are a mess. And do we the wanna, Jets are a mess. We're going to move on. If we want to talk uh, coaching, do you want to mention Cincinnati? Yeah. With uh, yeah, that's a yeah. It's so we can do it briefly. Very yeah, strange. Very brief. Hugh Jackson fired uh, from the Browns, and then mysteriously hired as a special assistant, assistant to, to the, the head assistant coach. Regional coach manager. Yes, in Cincinnati. <laughs> now I'm I know, the assistant to the manager. No, you Andy. Are. <laughs> shout out to to Andy, me and Jared's uh, roommate and and really really good friend. Which um, he has still never been on the podcast. And I don't know. Need to get him not on. yet. He's upset with us because we oh. belittle baseball. Um, which we, we know that's we what I'm going to do. You, you do. belittle baseball. Oh, no, we I don't. Know. Know. I we can get into that another time. <laughs> Andy, you can talk baseball with us at any any time. So. Anyway, Andy has been talking about this a decent amount as well and, you know, getting in conversation with Jared and I. Um, <laughs> Marvin Lewis is there's conjecture from an inside source of him being done after this year, leaving on his own after he just had that spell last year of wanting to leave. And then all of a sudden he has this wonderful new extension <laughs> that makes all Bengals fans roll their eyes. And then you hear rumors of him wanting to leave after this year, and then Hugh Jackson walks in the door it's with strange. this. Which, whenever they have consultant positions like that, <laughs> you know the person's not just there to, you know, just put pen to paper. They're there like for something check. else. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm keep, glad I'm not a Cincinnati. Something to keep Bengals. an eye on. Yeah, I'm, I, a Jets fan is saying he's glad he's not a Cincinnati Bengals fan. So that'll say a lot that 
I feel bad for those those Bengal fans out there. Looking at week 11, we got the Thursday night football game going on right now. I believe it is still 21 to 17. Green Bay up on Seattle. That game is in Seattle. So definitely a game to keep your eye on. Uh, should be a good one closing out there on a Thursday night. Looking at week 11, obviously the big game here is that Monday night football game with the L.A. Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That game actually just got moved a couple days ago. It was supposed to be played in Mexico City. Shakira ruined the field, and now it is going to be played in L.A., where potentially the fires are going to you know, destroy the field. So that game is now in L.A. Any impact from moving the game from Mexico City to L.A.? I don't think there will be because unless they've been down in Mexico City for the last two weeks practicing down there, I mean... Well, no, but actually... I think there is the, an impact The Rams on are actually practicing in Colorado, I believe, at this point because they, they were trying to get ready for the altitude... Then they ended up staying in Colorado instead of going back to L.A. because of all the fires going on in California. Um, Which I'm still trying to figure out if, like, the fires are really bad in California. So Monday night football. Who played Monday night football? Last Monday night football? The Monday that just happened. Uh, It was the um, Giants and Giants and the 49ers. Right. San Francisco, yeah. And and they were like... They were just like they're like the smog is good. That air is breathable. Like there's like a meter on the screen that was saying like this is safe. This is for them breathable to play air. In. And so I'm just like, if that's a big concern with the fires and everything, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'll why are they yeah. still playing the game there? Why not move go it? find neutral site? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're not gonna <laughs> yeah. go in and play in an unsafe area. So it's not like they're just going in like, I don't know, it's a mile away, but we'll probably be okay. Right. No, like they're, you know, they're not. Yeah, but I don't think they're like if they were making it. a big deal about the smog and stuff in San Francisco, which I don't think San Francisco and Los Angeles are anywhere near each other. No, but no, fires no, no. are going but, the whole right. coast of California. Right. I mean, yeah. like, I think a few years ago there was like a fire in Canada and the wind was really bad and it was blowing all the smoke into the United States and it actually came well, I guess Virginia. It's, it's not as bad as Baltimore was when the Orioles had to play in front of an empty crowd because of all the violence there. So there's, yeah. they, they played in front of a crowd on Monday night, which yeah. is good. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, they're not going to put the players and fans in an unsafe. Other than that, this this game, though, is is anybody excited? you, you got I probably am. the two best teams in, in football. I'm super pumped yeah. and I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything else Monday night just to watch that game. Uh, but you talk about impact. I think the only impact um, that we'll really see is the, uh, oh, no, it's fine, Thomas. Let's watch oh, videos oh, on your is. phone. That, that's cool. <laughs> I was just yeah, watching no, a recap of just, that UConn game. I'm sorry. just angle resist. your mic down there as well. Couldn't resist. Um, but UConn uh, highlights. The biggest impact I see is uh, less touchbacks um, this upcoming Monday since uh, every kickoff for um, a game in Mexico City will end up in the 10th row. Um, <laughs> that That's the biggest impact that I see. Was the field um, smaller? What, what is the, the over-under on punts in this game, by the way? One? Two. Two uh, punts. I don't know what over Two whole means. punts. I don't know. I, I See, don't. the one thing that I mentioned to Jared um, is uh, I wish they were going to play at a different neutral site. Yes, because and Jared's like, yeah, but, you know, technically it was a home game for the Rams. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't so <laughs> basically like, equal distance for both. Maybe probably closer to Kansas City. Yeah. So I not that Kansas City fans are 
going to flock to Mexico City at that point. Yeah, and but, even so, it's not a huge deal, but I would like for a neutral site game to be moved to another neutral you're site. You're flying there regardless, so I think matter. the only thing that this changes is it's no longer going to be like Oakland Raiders and, and uh, Dallas Cowboy fans in attendance. Because if you're going to go down to Mexico, it's literally split between Oakland Raiders and Dallas Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. So now... Now you're you actually have Rams, have Rams and well, yeah, Rams fans. It, it's probably do they do they pack the stadium out? Probably not. Still, Rams fans. Uh, I say yes. Well, what is what is the capacity? It's like ninety thousand. Yeah, but I still I think there's enough do. people down in Mexico who don't get to see American football all the time who like the game that will want to go watch it regardless. I think so. I can answer for the Kansas City Chiefs as someone who's been to Arrowhead Stadium and lived there. It's like. You lived it's, in the stadium? I lived in Kansas City. <laughs> in he, he did live in the stadium. Yes. In the parking lot, I, in a trash can. Of the stadium. Of the stadium. Wow. Hobo Mike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Producer but Hobo Mike. <laughs> that, field, or that stadium is always packed. They could be the worst team in the league, and the Kansas City Chiefs fans will still pack the field. Kansas City fans right, in general. We are going to pick this game. Solid. I'm making it a mandate. We yeah, are going to oh, all pick this game. Oh, come on. No? Come no, on. No, I like it. Kansas I like it. Yeah, yeah, I want it. Somebody text Jared because he already texted us his picks and he's in a movie. We're we're getting rid of his Thursday night football. He's eating popcorn. Day. We're gonna pick him. Well, he's got time. He can he's update it. The movie should be over. The movie he is at have, ten. We are I thought we made to... Thursday night games off limits because nah, none of us yet. could make that pick. Yeah, I agree. So we're we're <laughs> getting rid of Jared's night. his Thursday night pick. We're all going to pick this game in a couple of minutes. Actually, we're gonna do it now. Well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, who did Jared pick for the Thursday night? He game? picked the Packers. They are technically still winning, right? Yeah, let's throw it out. Yeah, yeah. See, I like. I if like. They were the losing. Way you think. We'd make an exception. I like the right. way you think. So, <laughs> real quick, before we do get into our picks, well, both of these teams are obviously one loss. Mm-hmm. There is one more one-loss team, and that is the Saints. Which one is the best? Out of all three, or the out one all playing on Monday? Out of all three. Oh, that's out of hard. all three one-loss teams. All-around team, Rams. Saints. Rams. Sam's are playing the best. Saints are. Pl- I'd agree. I'd Saints agree. Are Saints are playing the best right now, but I still think the best overall team, top to bottom, is still the Rams. But not by a ton. It's close. Well, now I know who you're picking. So you don't know Let's that. get into the picks. Jared, I don't actually have Jared's picks up. Uh, Jared did end up trying to pick that Thursday night game. We are going to scratch that out because um, he was what's, on his what's way. What's the standings? Do I need to text Jared about his? Yeah, We're go ahead and text Jared. Tell him to pick the, the Rams and the Chiefs game. What he did have was the Texans and the Chargers. Okay, he had the Texans and the Chargers with the Packers no longer. Take that pick out. So he has those two picks in so far, the Texans and the Chargers, and then we'll see if he gets it in time for this third game. Kyle, give I'm me your three picks. Taking Chargers over the Broncos. Saints over the Eagles, and we have to pick the Monday night game. I'm gonna go with the Rams over the Chiefs. Well, there it is, Peyton. Do you have your picks? Uh, yes, and I have Jared's pick as well. That was quick. All right. Well, go ahead. What is what is Jared's? I, I pick? put urgent at the front. So urgent. <laughs> now, run to the My library. Leg is broken. Just kidding. <laughs> My leg. Um. Okay. So. I'm going to go with Cincinnati at Baltimore. Who starts for Baltimore, uh, by the and way? And Cincinnati wins. Flacco. Six teams on by this week. Yeah, who, start, who starts for uh, Cincinnati? 
I mean, not Cincinnati. It's for the for the Ravens. Well, RG three was the only one who practiced today. So there's that. <laughs> so it could be RG three, could be Lamar Jackson. I didn't even know RG three was so still playing. I think it kind of depends on. Uh, I see tomorrow. your point in picking the Bengals. Yeah, tomorrow and Saturday of what happens with mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, but as of right now, it's probably going to be RG three, which will be an interesting thing to see because. Who knows about the future of the quarterback position for that team anyway? Right. Because um, Lamar Jackson doesn't look great. He's only yeah. in for those weird downs where Joe Flacco this goes and a, stands near the sideline. Dare I say, this? if he does play, this could be a Tim, a Tim Tebow-esque game when he played for the Broncos, where you have like 150 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and maybe 60 yards rushing. I don't know. A, a or classic Tim Tebow game. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like we might see a uh, Case Keenum game where you do well, you can get value for him, so you ship him out. I like it. Um, okay. What happened to Flacco? Hip. Yeah. Hip, hip injury. injury. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Those those darn hips. Yeah. I yeah. got two of those. They yeah. don't lie, according to Shakira. Yeah. Well, Shakira yeah. ruined Mexico City's dream of having a football game this year. So. Well, here, they, she, her, her concert apparently. Are Beyonce insane. and Jay-Z ruined the University of South Carolina football field, and they went in in 24 hours and laid some turf. Why can't Mexico City do that? It's Mexico City. That's what are you guess. trying to say there, Kyle, huh? Why can't Shakira's... I agree with you, but I also agree with you. <laughs> Why so... can't... Well, what happened is Jay-Z and Beyonce's... Uh, whoever was in charge of their concert... Uh, event manager. Event, thank you. An event manager, manager. paid like $150,000 to replace the grass. So if Shakira's... More than that. Uh, that's what they said it cost was one hundred fifty thousand for, oh, mm-hmm. for that. If I remember reading correctly, well, it was University of South Carolina, yeah, so. <laughs> and they they use real grass, so <laughs> yeah, real grass. So it wasn't like they had to like replace turf. Or when something. we're talking grass tonight, Jesus is crazy. <laughs> so you two played at Spartan Stadium in twenty eleven, and that was part of the agreement when they played there that they'd have to relay it. And I know that grass is more than one hundred some thousand dollars. They brought it in. A, that's good grass. Granted, MSU you guys is playing agricul- sacred ground up there. MSU is an agricultural school. You want to make sure your grass is good grass. So, yeah. No, Speaking of grass, uh, Snoop Dogg and oh wait, wrong grass. Okay, Michigan legalized. Okay, this Peyton, last, you last have last one week. pick. The Bengals. Uh, yeah, is that so it? Just, just Bengals across the board. Bengals, uh, Chargers, and this is this is tough. This is so tough. be smart here. So I know I know you have it in you. The well, Rams are going to be at home, which is huge. Sean McVay, I uh, we talked about this at the beginning. I think he is the reason that they are so good. Is Sean McVay, Sean McVay, Sean McVay. Um but Andy Reid is coming into this saying, I'm not gonna have another New England situation happen here. Um I'm gonna go with the upset, Chiefs. You pick the Chargers of the best seven on one team. I mean the Rams. Oh well. So to answer the quick question, it says the replacement cost, which Tanner, which is Ray Tanner, the athletic director at South Carolina, estimated as between one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars, was covered by concert promoters. Okay. Probably because they were surprised. They're like, "Oh, that's it. Okay." <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I will lead. Wait, did you give Jared's pick of this game? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give his other two picks. Yeah, we're dead, didn't we? Did you? Uh, Chargers and... 
Yeah, everyone's picking the Chargers. At, and he's sticking with his Texans. He loves his Texans. I think that's like 10 million weeks straight that he picks the Texans. All because of Watson. Yeah. I need Washington to win that game. Houston losing mm. bodes well for the Colts mm. down Colts. the stretch. Because if we beat the Titans, the too. Say what? That Titan Colts game is going to be a good game, too. So did he uh, Did he pick the Rams or the Chiefs? Uh, Rams. Rams. Okay. Okay. He picks the Rams. Uh, I will help you out here, Peyton. The Colts win. That will be my first pick. Thank you. Colts over Titans. I thought you were going a different direction no. with that, but okay. <laughs> that works. Colts win over the Titans. Panthers win over the Lions. Mm. They they need this game bad. I think that Thursday night loss was was a fluke. And and I'm gonna help you out again. Inside with you and pick the Chiefs. All right, I'm so in. There we go. So you're Chiefs going. Chiefs beat the Rams. Give me Showtime, Mahomes. So Thomas, you are going Colts. Yes, sir. Panthers. Panthers and the Chiefs. And Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes really has what it takes. You know that that Kareem Hunt guy. Right, He's Peyton, fast. You went with who again? I went with the Chargers, the Bengals, the and the, the Chiefs. Do you need your picks, Kyle? <laughs> because I've got them. I went with the. You went with the Chargers, Chargers the Saints, Saints, and the Rams. Saints. And then, just to you know, for those people out there listening, because this is such good radio and podcasting, <laughs> we are going to Jared pick the Texans, the Chargers, and the Rams. Texans. All right, okay. let's get into a little bit of college football. Let's wrap the show up, sort of, because college football probably takes longer than a wrap up. Let's get into some college football. Honestly, the five games that we picked last week, kind of uneventful. Uh, you had Clemson beating Boston College, pretty basic. Uh, Georgia, I believe we all picked them. They beat Auburn. Northwestern over Iowa. Northwestern looks strong. They get back into the top 25. And Bama, of course, beats Mississippi State. And then lastly, this is the one I'll let you talk about, Kyle. Ohio State ends up beating Michigan State here. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was a bit surprising. I think three out of four of, four of us did beat Michigan, uh, did pick Michigan State in this game. But man, that offense—they only scored six points. Well, and they shot themselves in the foot. That's that's really what it was. I mean, they, that game was that game was seven to six until what was it? Uh, Thirty seconds left in the fourth quarter, I think, is what it was, um, or third quarter. I mean, something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I mean, they, they were in it, and then what happened? Th- th- this is where special teams is huge in college football. Huge. MSU being on their, f- this is their fourth punter now of the year. Our two. How do you? How do you re- because we had All American and Jake Hartbarger. Who Wait, got you can get an All American punter. Yeah, he's All American. That's a thing. Yeah, can, punter. yeah, All American punter. He, he, just all American American ball real good. Just all look American punter. Just look at all the punters that have come through Tennessee. Right. All American candidate punter, I should say. He wasn't been named it yet, but he was considered. <laughs> he, for, he wasn't quite an All American, <laughs> not punter, yet. But he, he was, was a candidate. Right. He was no Bobby Boucher. He had <laughs> so, dual citizenship. Right. So Hartbarger, who was one of the best punters in college. Wait, wait. Football. Are we going to go through a list of punters now? I'm not going to talk all this much. Just let me say my thing. I can't even name. I honestly can't name a single punter. We lose lose Jared at any level. (laughs) At any level. (laughs) I can't tell you the next three. All I can tell you is. (laughs) I can make make that game. Yeah, that that uh, that John Flaringer, he he averages about sixty four yards. That sounds like a punter. That sounds like a punter. Y'all done. (laughs) 
Maybe. <laughs> no, because we could actually talk about some punters that are on record-setting uh, paces right now. But, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, go ahead. So Hartbarger gets hurt in the game against Arizona State. They then had a their backup against Marisen. He gets hurt later on. Do you normally they have a backup a, punter, though, by the way? Usually you have one that's like... Some teams do. Like the backup sna- long he, snapper I don't think, he was, I don't think he's on, he was ever on the active roster. That's why in that one game, Rocky Lombardi had to come in and... Take over punting. Do you just duties. take somebody off the soccer team at some point? Essentially, well, that's what they. After the second one got hurt, they had to go and get two walk-ons. They had you, one walk-on who did terrible, soccer. and then last week they had this one who didn't do well either. But anyway, <laughs> they're walk-ons. Ohio State pinned Michigan State within our own five. I want to say it was like five times, um, and so we were only down seven to six. Only, only down seven to six in the end of the third quarter. We had to punt the ball. They took a safety intentionally. And then, like I said, special teams matters. Take that safety intentionally so you don't make your kicker kick out, punter kick out of the back of the end zone. Moved it up. He then shanked it and went out of bounds at the 43. So, therefore, it only netted next to nothing. Um, and then on the next one, they pinned us deep again. And they fumbled the ball on a bad snap on a um, jet sweep. And then Ohio State recovered it. And then that was it. It was over from that point in time. So, I mean, they they were in it. It was better than what it looked like it was, but it's again, it's the offense, like you said, Thomas. It's just not, it's not there. Um, I they, I didn't get to watch all the game all the way through. I was very frustrated that Lombardi was not in the whole way through. Um, Lombardi getting put in later on definitely, I think, helped a little bit. But let's uh, got to beat Rutgers, and I'll be happy. Get the seven ones. All right. Well, the reason. Nebraska, I guess, and Rutgers. The reason I said it was kind of a wrap-up here for college football, because obviously these five games, pretty straight to a T. And then now that the college playoff poll, is this week two? Week Uh, three? Week three. Three. Week three came out. Absolutely no changes in the top ten for the first time since they've been doing the playoff system. So honestly, there really isn't much to talk about. Obviously, you still have Bama, one, Clemson, two. Then all the way down the road, you have Except Notre Dame three and Michigan four. We still got to, we got to talk for a second because Peyton was not here last week. Peyton was not here last week. Peyton yeah. was not Peyton, here last you, week. Where were he you was in again? Bama. And no, and were Jim, you actually in Bama again? Mm-hmm. You go to Alabama a lot. That's kind of sad. Once a month. Yeah. Ew. It's good seafood. Okay. Jared and I have had this conversation a lot this last week. Me and a few other people at work have. Okay. Also, un- I just want to let you know I got some good punning stats to right. bring up here in a second. <laughs> Is Joe uh, Flaring? No, no, no. There? Save those for our pre-show next week. Hon- honestly, it's it's actually pretty legit what this guy's doing. But go ahead. Okay. So with those top four, the argument that I've made is as unfair as it may be to a if Michigan wins out and goes eleven and one, as may as it be unfair if they win the conference championship in the Big Ten. If for some reason, in a close game, Georgia beats Alabama, I know you hate Alabama, but how does that top four actually end? Yeah, yeah. I'll actually Michigan wins out and wins their conference championship, you said, right? Yep. Sorry, i got to visualize. So therefore, say, say all these teams win out, yes, with yes. the exception of Bama loses a very close one in the championship game to Georgia. To Georgia. Um. I say not that not not what you think deserved. What do you see the committee doing? Is what I'm asking as well too. I would say it would be Clemson number one. Yep. Um, I would have Georgia number two. I Georgia, Georgia with a conference championship. Yep. Yes. Win over Alabama, number one Alabama, in the conference championship. 
I would say uh, Clemson number one, Notre Dame number two, Michigan three, Georgia four. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I don't think that would happen. I, I don't, I don't know. think that would happen. I think Michigan gets left out. I think Michigan's left out too. I think Michigan gets left out. I think I think you'd as see unfair as it may I think be. you'd see Clemson one, yeah, Georgia or or Notre Dame two three, Alabama four, Michigan five. I think if a team is going to be left out, it would it would be either Georgia or Notre Dame. But if Notre Dame's undefeated, that's a tough case for them. So. The thing that doesn't help Notre Dame is the end of the season. Everyone's playing conference championships, and they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Right. So that is a huge advantage to Michigan. Uh, yeah, being, no, but but it's not though because Michigan's only loss is to that team that's sitting out at Notre Dame, so it doesn't help them. Oh, I mean, look at look at the end of their season. You've got uh, Michigan playing. Um, they played Rutgers last week, Indiana this week. They've Ohio got State. and then Ohio State, and, and then, then they've got their championship. Probably Northwestern, who's probably maybe ranked. Yes, well they're ranked so, right now. So as long so as you're as looking at two big wins there at the end. Your one loss is to a yeah, but Notre Dame still team. gets one one more big win. I mean they they play a ranked Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is gonna win that game. All right, well that's a different story. <laughs> we can have this conversation again next week if that happens. Then obviously they're probably going to be out. But if they win against the ranked Syracuse, even even still, I like Syracuse. They're they are a good football team. They're well put together. They're a soft ranking though. I mean, and we can all agree there are like really tough rankings. Like Alabama, you beat Alabama ranked, you have pulled off something, right? But if you beat you know Kentucky a, ranked, uh, Utah State ranked. Cool. Good good for hey, you. Did you see Boise <laughs> State's now ranked? We did. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that's that's a soft ranking. Wait, uh, Utah to me, State is actually ranked. They are. No, when you say we, do you mean Michigan State? Yeah. Okay. First game. That's his we. He's we. No, Liberty. <laughs> Liberty Auburn. That's, that's actually my real we. <laughs> so, to me, Notre Dame is at a huge disadvantage here with the way everything's laid out. Now, the best thing they can do is win out. Can I because lay out one got, more thing? They've got good wins, you know, and they'll get in. Can I lay out one more thing? Yeah. What is the percentage that we get an eight-team playoff next year? If if we now have – so say that happens, Georgia beats Alabama, and let's say the two of us think that, you know, Georgia and Alabama both get in. Michigan conference winner is out. Oh, uh, Oklahoma conference winner, out. Probably one loss, Washington State conference winner of the Pac-12 would be out. So you have three of the five power conferences with one loss. Conference champions would be out of the playoffs. Yeah. All three of those conferences would be pushing for a six or eighteen playoff. Do what is the, what is the percentage? If that happens, what is the percentage we have a six or eight? If playoff? that happens, 20, I think twenty percent. It, it's the catalyst that it makes it be talked about. I don't see it happening. Forty percent. I, say, I want it more, I say, but I think 40%. I say if if that happens, if we have another controversy, I say two years would be the earliest that it would happen. I agree with that. At, at uh, the earliest. There, there's a, you've got to meet with so much more than just the committee yeah. to be able to come to up with that. Set it up for cities that are going to host it. You've, mean, a you've whole got to meet with all of the different associations that sponsor. You've got to meet with, okay, I don't so even we, know how many athletic directors. So, we say this, <laughs> so, so if that scenario happens, let's say within the next two years, what is the percentage? 20%. We, 
That's what we were saying. No, within the next two years. In the next two years, two years, I would out. say. What is the what is the percentage we see that sixty? Changed? It's pretty high, right? Mm-hmm. Especially three three conferences. Three years, I feel like we're going to see it. I think, regardless of controversy, it's still unlikely that you see a college football playoff expand with, before the next six years. I I don't, I and the biggest I reason I would say is UCF. If they keep yeah. finding success, Two, keep three beating years, Power right? Five yeah. schools and crushing people, that's what their their bowl because game. This means. way, they have they honestly, no matter what they do, this way they have absolutely no way of getting into the playoff. In a four team playoff, they will literally never get in. No matter team what playoff they do. after they're not in now. No, they no. would find a way in. They, they 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 would put them in though in an eighteen. Ah. They would need every UCF would need every team ahead of them to have at least two losses. Which which is very unfortunate because they can play with the, they can't play with Alabama and the Clemson, but they can play with everybody. Well, they else. showed they could play with Auburn last yes. year. I feel like yeah, but probably, what Auburn? We've seen Auburn. I don't this like year that and... argument though. The oh, I didn't get into the playoffs, so I'm gonna tank the bowl because I'm mad. I don't like that argument. And even still, you can sit. Auburn was great last year. Yeah, they had a filthy defense and a sick run game. On top of that, Jarrett Stidham uh, was playing behind one of the best offensive lines in college football. So Auburn was fantastic last year. Um, for UCF to beat them, uh, I, I don't think they just did it because Auburn gave up. I think Auburn thought it was going to be a whole lot easier, and then they got shocked. My sister said Bama wins out, so it doesn't matter. So uh, Very in, in addition to that, I mentioned this to Jared. I feel like it is a high possibility for UCF to get in next year. They need to win out this season, next season. They need to – I feel like they'll probably end up playing Georgia. I keep hearing uh, um, analysts come up with other teams they, that are just like they awful They have to play projections. a very good team in their bowl game, and they have to win. I feel like they play and the loser of the SEC championship game. Um, and if they win that – I think for UCF, is this right or wrong? I'd say it's probably wrong. But I feel like for a team like UCF, they're looking back a couple years to say, hey, this team's pretty much mm-hmm. the same. Yes, we could move them in based on the last two or three years. Should they be looking at multiple years? No. They should be Typically, looking year no. by year. Typically, no. This case, I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Yes. Um, I also don't want to count out West Virginia. From this year? Yes. Now, they need they need losses. They need losses to happen. They need Michigan Best, to yeah, lose. Yeah, but then could you make that argument lose, for Washington State as well with one loss in the Pac-12? Eh, no, they've got some quality wins. I think they see West Virginia's going to. West Virginia beats Oklahoma. They jump Washington State. So right, and I think you jump two loss LSU. Yep. So they get to and six. then you'd beat Oklahoma, so you'd be at six. If Georgia, six. So you would need Georgia to lose, which you probably would jump them at that point in time. So you needed a Notre Dame or Michigan to falter for West Virginia. To so get the in. hardest thing for them is for uh, Notre Dame or Michigan to lose. Right. But, but if but Michigan's going to lose, it's going to be I don't see that happening. But for State. that to be the hardest thing to happen to them, that's a pretty good chance. But then again, you you bring in the conversation. If so, if Michigan does lose, then most likely to Ohio State. Not gonna happen. One loss, Ohio State. Then do you think? Oh, okay. One one loss, Ohio State over one loss, West Virginia. That that could be an argument as well. So still, yes, that's not Conference hard for them. To, that's at not, that point, yeah. 
This is why I love the fourteen playoff. Can I say no, that? No, sixteen playoff. Another, no, this is why because I love this. You'll this, still get it in the sixteen. No, no, yeah, playoff. I, I have one additional piece to to back. God, West we still get it in a sixty four tournament in March Madness. You don't get it nearly as much. You though, still get like, it when teams. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this team. You know, you still get it. People find a way. My my one other piece for um uh for what's their faces West Virginia here is Iowa State. Oh, Iowa yeah. State's sick. Uh, they keep climbing. They keep climbing. They keep showing that they're legit. I like that their does coach. Nothing but their help. coach is going to the NFL next year. I'm going to the NFL he next might. year. The Jets. Unfortunately, he might put the Jets on uh, taking my talents. I hope that he's is it Campbell? in is it program Campbell, uh, yeah. yeah, program building mode. But I don't know. I, I I could see him making a move, but that does nothing but help West Virginia campaign to move forward. Just bust a move. All right, let's, move on very, this week's uh, let's get into I'm very the picks. passionate about the rankings. Let's get into so. the picks for the sake of time. <laughs> and if anybody is still watching on Facebook Live, we, yeah, we, we have five people. Oh, re- hold on, we, we, do need, we do need to talk real quick on college Heisman? football. Still, no. Does anybody want to? You want to change your Heisman pick, don't you? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I, I was. I thought this last week. I said it. Haskins is probably no longer in conversation. So let's get. Let's do the Heisman picks, and then we'll okay. get into the last thing. I still have Tua. You still have Kyler Murray. I will guess that Jared keeps his pick, and who does he have? Etienne? He still has Travis Etienne. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, he wants Trevor Lawrence with his hair. Um, he will never probably sway it away from a Clemson guy. Peyton. That leaves Will Greer. He, no. He, no, a different no, guy. No, not. Gardner Minshew. Ooh. Gardner Minshew. Washington State. I like it. I like it a he's, lot. Uh, he, I mean, he's been consistent all through the year, but he is crushing passing yards. Uh, number two is like 500 behind him. Anyway, he's he's showing results, which I like. Um, the problem with this campaign is he's in the Pac-12. <laughs> um, you know, we saw it a little bit differently with uh, Mariota. Um, they were... You know, disrupting things a little bit differently than Washington State is, but I do feel like um, I can trust the Heisman uh, votes to go towards uh, an individual contributor a little bit more than I could, like the College Football Playoff Committee, to nod in that direction. Kyle so. is some some for some reason looking at Derrick Henry. Oh. On his, I don't know why. Because but, I just was pulling up. I was trying to remember who like the last. Oh, okay, it's like why? What brings you? Was, to, are we boring you enough to look no, at it, it, it average Derrick Henry like, stats? I was like, when was the last non QB to win it? Was it Derrick Henry? And it was. But I was just looking at that. Man, you go back, real quick. This is not going to be a long topic here. Let, let's go back all the way to 2002. You have. Well, 2004 was Bush, and he's not on there. They, they showed as Matt Liner, but uh, no, two, Matt, Matt Liner's 2000, or Bush was 2005. So you've only had going from 2002, you had Carson Palmer, Jason White, Matt Liner. Uh, 2005 was was uh, vacated, but it was uh, Bush. Bush. Troy Smith, Tim Tebow, Sam Bradford, Mark Ingram Jr., uh, Newton. Griffin, Menzel, Winston, Mariota, Henry, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. You've had 13 quarterbacks and three running backs. I want to see, hopefully, sooner than later, 
somebody besides. I just want to see some see defense. The trouble uh, is, yeah, last defense player defense. was uh, Woodson, uh, Michigan, yeah. right? Yeah. Who's, Woodson. who's the last defensive player to actually get some uh, some big votes? Here's some trivia for you. I'm gonna go actually, get votes. actually be a finalist. Did Peppers? No. Jabril didn't get. He was no. up there, but he wasn't. No. Getting, he, didn't get he was up votes. there. He was outside the top three, though. Yeah, he I'm was pretty like, sure he was up. Were you asking yep. or do you know? No, I know. Oh, okay, okay. He, was he like knows. He Eric knows. Barry. Eric oh, okay. Barry. Eric Tennessee. Barry had a solid campaign. Um, Who's Eric Barry? Uh, he was <gasps> a safety for Tennessee. Um, uh, I mean, I can't speak to like the 40s and 50s, but best safety we've had. Um, but he's played for oh. the Chiefs and has just been. We, we got an Ed Dixon touchdown. It's Can just, anybody, uh, five bucks, anybody name me who, what team Ed Dixon's on? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. You are right. Yes, Seahawks <laughs> take the lead 27 to 24. All right. I'll take that in quarters, please. So, we're all, so you changed your Heisman pick there. Gardner Minshew. Um, real quick on college football while we're here. Talk Liberty football for a second. Also, real quick, I'm <laughs> going to do my punting stats after that. Also, okay. real quick, I'm going to go into Let's a go 50 Joe. minute monologue <laughs> Let's on. Let's go, pizza. Joe Flaringer. <laughs> <laughs> Punter of the year. All right, so did you watch the game, Liberty game? I did. Did you watch Liberty game? He's going to say. Against no. Yuva? Yes. Mm, uh, I watched the second half. Okay. I unfortunately was at a funeral. Lucky you. Well, oh, um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, that got dark. <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. Well, sorry for your it. loss is so what he I, meant I to went, say. Exactly. Goodness. Sorry. That's right. I already told him about it. Yeah. I forgot. That <laughs> Lucky I'm sorry. You. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, I, I mean, I was at the game. I enjoyed going. And the thing that bugged me is that I felt like Liberty had a shot to be in that game. What was halftime? 17-21? Yep. 17-21, I think. Them or us? Uh, they were up 21-17. Okay. 21-17. And then they scored an opening kickoff, ran it back for a touchdown. So they went up by two. We then scored after that to get within – it was it was a seven-point game again. We were within seven. And going for it in the third quarter on fourth and one on your own 14. First question, are you okay with that play call? Are you okay in that situation going uh, forward on fourth and one on your own 14? Absolutely not. Yeah, you just close the gap. You're down by seven. Why are you pushing it? You got to you got to stop before you have the momentum. You Why finally do you need stop. more momentum? Right. I was very in, angry. In the third quarter. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> angry that we were going for, but I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm okay. angry, but I'm like, okay. I can see how this goes. As soon as I saw Buckshot roll out, I was irate. I like I, I, the fact that we went for it, then you throw it on fourth and one when you've ran the ball good all day long. You converted on running it in fourth and one before. Agreed. Just say, as a Flames fan, I was very, very frustrated in that moment, and our team deserves better. Just saying. I agree. On top of that, uh, I was not pleased with um, uh, with Buckshot's couple of picks that he threw. Three? You, was you, it three? Was it four? You float one uh, downfield. Your man's... Yeah. In double beat coverage, his, beat his coverage, and you float it. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to come back, and the safety is able to trail. Yep. Pick, and then you throw it into double coverage, where your man's been edged out to the sideline. Again, the safety's already drifting that way. Yep. Oh, what are you? You made up your mind before you threw that second one. Yep. Um, that's that's a lack of maturity yep. on his part. But I mean, I'd like to see at least. He's a third year quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see at least a 
change in the turnovers for this week against Auburn. Yeah. I don't want to see some of those stupid it. ones. What do, what was the UVA score? It was a twenty-one point difference. Yeah, they, co- yeah. they covered. They covered. Well, you did cover. They did cover. Now they are going to be what twenty. Did we cover. They covered the spread. They were twenty-four point underdogs. Oh. So they covered. They were twenty-one. They, oh, okay. they lost by twenty-one. No, now they play Auburn this week, and they're twenty-eight point. Yeah, it's probably going to be like a fifty-point so. loss. Anyway, I, yeah. let, let's. We're good to get into picks. We nope. Get, nope. No, no punning stats punting before stats. Pe- Okay, punting let's go. Punting stats. Joe Flaringer. Punting stats. Joe Flaringer with the average of a 64 yard. Can we punt. get into timeout stats after this? So, Braden Mann. I only hear his name because of the SEC. Uh, but Braden Mann is just that. He is a man. Um, what are we. No, we're good. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Side note. Clearly something was more yes. important than punting stats. Yes. <laughs> everything. Literally uh, everything. Was Beth back up on her chair? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Beth. <laughs> Beth. Well, uh, we don't know this girl, but oh, she's oh. been standing on a chair. Come she's out. the Beth oh, oh. around. We got a Woj bomb. We got a Woj bomb. Carmelo Anthony does have an offer. Puerto Rico's national team. <laughs> J.J. Barea tells ESPN if he wants a chance to represent us, it would be awesome to have him. So, you may see Carmelo Anthony in a Puerto Rican jersey soon. All right, back to, okay, back to punting stats. Back to punting stats. Okay, so... Um, oh, Jay Scott just punted the ball 67 yards in this real NFL game, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Joe, Flaringer, Joe Flaringer's been beat out <laughs> by Jay Scott. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Braden Mann... As far as punters go, uh, has been having just the punting career of you know of uh, uh, of a true hero. Um, currently, he is averaging fifty-one yards a punt. Um, the record, I believe, is like m- maybe a little over fifty. Uh, for most of the season, he's been averaging fifty-four. Um, so anyway, he, uh, on top of that, he had, um, a 65 yarder against Kentucky an 82 yarder against Kentucky. Um, and he had a 75 yarder. I'm not really sure where, uh, where that bad boy lands. (laughs) Oh, that bad Um, boy, you know, that punt right there. And, uh, it's yes. Punting kind of gets, uh, you know, skewed because if you get a good roll, that adds on to your to your total. Okay, cool. But he's bombing it twenty yards past where a guy's set to receive anyway, and it's staying there or rolling, you know, five to ten yards more. Like he's already crushing. So my question to you guys someone who would have the greatest season ever in a puncher's lifetime, uh, you know, what what round do you say he's drafted? Seventh. Because remember John Gruden is oh, back coaching oh, in the oh NFL. Boy. Oh boy! And we know how much he likes to draft kickers and punters. <laughs> See, I had a goal yeah, here. Yeah, I had a goal. Yeah, yeah. I like the way this tied up. So, oh, John Gruden's definitely going to use one of those extra first round picks on this punter. Now, oh, 100 percent. How many first group, round picks does he have now? The group has to buy a plate of wings for the person Ooh, who gets East this Coast correct. Wings? East Coast wings. Which, East Coast wings. East, all right, so. Uh, you can pick the same round as someone else. Okay. I like this. Um, Wings are on the line. The loser would just have to buy for more people. More people. So, <laughs> Somebody write this down. So, yeah, additional, contest. additional contest. Assuming that he continues to have 
you know, the season that he's having, and he sets a new punting average for uh, uh, for a season, which would be be a pretty huge. I think the guy who has it uh, was playing in '97. Um, anyway, that'd be a pretty huge I was, feat. I was two years old. Um, so I was seven. Yeah, I was seven too. I was twelve. Uh, what round is Braden Man drafted? Sixth. I say sixth. Okay. We we get a punter off the board. So does the loser have to buy, or is the winner loser buys? Well, dang. Well, dang. I'm gonna go. If the winner had to buy, I would just abstain <laughs> my vote. <laughs> I'm, I'm seventy fifth. I'm still gonna say seventh. Check. <laughs> you go seventh. Seventh. It's a sixth. Mike, how many rounds are there? Seven. <laughs> okay, there's seven rounds. Yes. Hey, you can you can say undrafted too. My guess was gonna be way off. Twelfth. <laughs> Twelfth. I was gonna say fifteen. We're in 1980. <laughs> I was gonna say the fifteenth. We're in 1980 round. when we had a million rounds in the NFL draft. <sighs> You're a proxy pick for Jared because he's not here. I'm just gonna go. What do you got? Six. I said seven. Actually, he can pick next week. He can pick next week. I'll say four. Okay. Whoa, John Gruden strikes again. I am also saying, well, hang on. Uh, uh, I think a fifth. I think a fifth is in store. Yeah, he's, you take that fifth round pick. I almost went fifth, but I was like, I'm going to go seventh. I got, he's got seventh. I got sixth. He's got fourth. What's open? Uh, nah. I'm trying to think right now. And honestly, I'm specifically thinking of John Gruden. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, where? quarterback in the future, you got to work on that defense. I don't know. What are you going to do for your run game? Uh, what does he need? What does he need? What does he need? I'm going to say... What did, he tra- what did he trade his punter away for? We need to hurry up here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of punting talk. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go in 14 minutes. Fifth, fifth round. <laughs> fifth round. He, fifth he round. takes the fifth round. All right, let's get into our picks. All right, let's we get gotta into We've got to go quick. Picks. Okay. Well, I was so happy that Syracuse lost in basketball. Uh, do they lose in football? No. They, they just played... Their basketball team just played at MSG, obviously in New York. Now their football team is going to play at Yankee Stadium. So that first game, we have number 12 Syracuse versus number 3 Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. Who you got? We got to go quick here. I'm going to say Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Cuse. And uh, does anybody have Jared's picks pulled up? Uh, Jared picked um, Syracuse as well. He did. He did. Okay. So you did Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Syracuse. Go orange. All right. So we've got – you want to jot those down actually real quick. Good podcasting right there. Okay, game number two on the slate. Number nine, West Virginia. Obviously, Peyton. If West you Virginia. think they still have a shot here, West, West Virginia. Virginia. At Oklahoma State, I put this in here. There's honestly that not that many great games this week. But Oklahoma State, a couple of weeks ago, they did beat Texas. They've had a lot of close games. Let's go Cowboys. And Mike Gundy. Everybody likes Mike Gundy. So anybody have the guts to pick Oklahoma State? No. Okay. I, I pick, got nothing I to pick, lose. Let's do it. I pick West Virginia as well. Jared picked West Virginia. Peyton put picked West Virginia. Kyle, what's yeah, say? West Virginia. West Virginia. All right. Game number three on the docket. Look at this. College game day going to UCF. Number 24, Cincinnati at number 11, UCF. College game day, that's, that's big. Uh, good for UCF down there in Florida. I want to kind of go down to Orlando and get out of this cold weather, but... Do they stay undefeated? UCF. Sorry, Andy, but UCF. Jared says UCF as well. I am definitely picking the Knights. UCF. Golden Knights. Were they the Golden Knights or just the Knights? What did Jared pick? He picked UCF as well. 
Let's go Bearcats. Mm. Cincinnati. Cincinnati over UCF. This is college football, not basketball. Yep. Okay. Both, you know. That is Cincinnati's game, only got one loss, so. That is game number three. Game number four. Nice. Number 16, Iowa State. Okay. They are facing number 15, Texas. Tejas. Okay. Tejas. Tejas. Oh, I always go Tejas. I pick them every week. We got them. Longhorns. Longhorns. We already know what Peyton's pick. Iowa State. Yeah, Jared picked Iowa State as well. Riding the, the Brock Purdy bus. This game is at Texas, all right? This game is in Austin. Just saying. Just I'll saying. take it. I I think Iowa State continues to be... I, I think Montgomery has a good game rushing for them. I, I think he balances out what Purdy has to do. All right, and then the last one? Last game. All right, I really did struggle hard on picking a fifth game this week. You had Clemson-Duke. Uh, Alabama's... I don't even remember who they're playing. It's nobody good. Oh, it's the Citadel. We could have picked Alabama Citadel, but obviously Alabama's we're not picking against the spread. USC, so. UCLA, the, the yeah, so I, I struggled. I honestly stared at the schedule for like 10 minutes trying to figure out a good fifth game. Arizona State, Oregon? Well, Herm Edwards? Yeah, Herm Edwards. Corner. Justin Herbert could be the first first overall pick. New Mexico uh, State, BYU? Uh, I, mean, I, I like the LA rivalry. I like the, I like the Rose Bowl. I like... The L.A. rivalry. I like the coaches here. Helton, if he loses this game, could be out. Um, obviously, Chip Kelly's having a rough go at it. Maybe he's brand new. So. But so, this game, U- USC versus UCLA. Much like to say it, Trojans. Jared picked the Trojans as well. I think USC keeps their mediocrity and wins. I say that be- they're keeping their mediocrity by winning by keeping Clay Helton. If, he- if they lose... He's gone, and Lynn Swan needs to pick a new coach. Uh, I think he wins to keep his job, and then they go 6-6 six and six for another couple of years. USC. UCLA doesn't know who they are right now. Yes. Chip Kelly's having to change everything. Nothing on him. He'll do yep. it. They'll be good, but it's just not this year. Yep. All right. Hey, any more punting stats before we go? Joe Flanger. I mean, I can look some up. No, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Down in Flames. Hey, Seattle just won 27 to 24 on Thursday night. Look at that. Damn. Aaron Rodgers loses another game, that sadly. Blows. Not in his fault. He had three. We should have let Jared yards. keep his pick. <laughs> we should have let Jared keep his pick. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Those on Facebook Live, or if you catch us later on on our podcast, make sure you like, review, share all of it. All the good stuff are on iTunes. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, all of it. Just do it all. Go to iTunes, leave a comment, and yes. give us a five-star yeah, review. If you leave a five-star review. Don't let this episode be the judger. Yeah. yeah, don't like, follow Thomas and Kyle's uh, example. Follow, follow, yeah, follow. Follow, like, review, rate. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of it, Facebook Live. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you.